start rolling. Hey, this is Chaz Palmateri. Welcome to the Chaz Palmateri podcast. We got a new episode today, and it is exciting. And it's like, why do couples cheat? That's the title of this episode. When I say couples, I mean like, you know, men, women, straight, gay, whatever. Why is that? Why do couples cheat? So we're going to spend a little time on this and dissect it and see what the, maybe we can get to some sort of answer, right? But before I do that, I have to tell you, don't forget my one-man show, chazpalmentary.net, chazpalmentary.net. Don't forget, I will be at the Paramount in Huntington, Huntington, Long Island. That's April 10th, April 10th at the Paramount in Huntington. My birthday, April, uh, excuse me, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my birthday's in May, this is April. April 15th, Morristown, the Mayo Performing Arts Center. That's April 15th at Morristown, New Jersey. And, of course, love this place, love Staten Island. On April 30th at the St. George Theater, the historic St. George Theater. And we'll go to May 1st, May 1st, Glenside, PA, at the Keswick Theater. I'm telling you guys, you got to come and see the show. If you never saw the one-man show, it was before the movie, before the musical. It was voted best show of the year, and it was also voted, it was also voted one of the big hits on Broadway when I did it. I've been doing it for 34 years. I wrote it in 1989. That's what Robert De Niro saw. That's how everything got made. Uh, but before we get into our Why Do People Cheat, don't forget, I want to tell you about my merchandise. Is it better to be loved or feared? Bronx Tale. All you have to do is go to chazpalmentary.net. Look at this hoodie. I mean, look at the quality of this. Incredible. Bronx tail in the front, on the back. If you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, you think they're one of the great ones. Come on. you got to buy it for them. Unless you don't think they're one of the great ones. You know what I mean, John? I hear you. Which is a little embarrassing. If you don't, you shouldn't be with her. Talking about cheating. All right, Chaz, here we go. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. A Bronx tail in the front. Great T-shirt to buy. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, this is a great one. People love this. You know, when I get on an airplane, when they shut the door, the pilot goes, now you can't leave. I'm serious. Now you can't leave in the front, on the back, a Bronx tail. And I saw posters. These are the original posters from 1980, 88, 89. Look at these posters. Signed posters, if you want to pick those up. And of course... My lucky card. That my father. This was my father's line. People think that I wrote this line. It wasn't me. My father said the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. He wrote it on a card, just like this. Not this card. Obviously, it'd be. It's been around too long. But it's a duplicate of the card that my father wrote. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. And he, you know, and I have it now, and I sign my name to it. I sell it on my website with all my other merchandise. ChazPalmentary.net. I put it in my son's room. I put it in my daughter's room. All I could say, it worked. My son graduated the top musical school in the country, Berkeley. My daughter's going to the top musical theater, a school, college in the country, uh, University of Michigan. So 
you instill this in your children, instill this in anybody you want to, um, you know, inspire. So, John, people out there, why do men and women, well, why do couples cheat? A- anybody, why do couples cheat? I don't know. I mean, they said that the swan, I think they mate for life. You know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Swans mate for life. Not like lions. You ever see lions? Forget it. I mean, they're banging everything in the jungle, man. I mean, it's like they go from one to the next. In fact, when they get there, they kill the offspring. They actually kill the offspring of the, of the lion who was the head pride guy, you know, who ran the pride. They kill all the offspring. So this guy, I mean, this guy is the shit, you know. He really takes over. But why do we cheat? Why? Is it an addiction? Is it, are you not happy at home? Is it something you can't stop? I mean, is it, you know, does, is porn involved in this? I don't know. You know, let's talk about all this stuff. So what I think is, men and women cheat because if you look in psychiatry, a Dr. Phil Stutz who wrote this great book called The Tools, which is a great book. Let me shut that off which is called The Tools, uh, he said it's all about projection. What does he mean by projection? If you, if you, you'll see it on my, one of my episodes. Dr. Phil Stutz was brilliant, who really said that projection is something why a lot of people cheat. And what does he mean by that? Again, <clears throat> you're dating someone, right? Eh, maybe you're not happy. Maybe you are happy, but... There's always that thing in the back of your head. Someone else could be a little better. Whatever. Someone else could fit you more. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. So let me tell you what projection is. Why some people are just serial daters. They can't just meet one person. You're, you're out with your friends, and this is girl, guy, whatever. And you see another person. So you look at that person and you project something. You project what you think they are. Oh, my God, he's perfect. She's perfect. Oh, my God, he's so handsome. She's so beautiful. What kind of job? She? Oh, she's got a great job. Oh, my God. Oh, he's rich. Oh, my God. Oh, he's so friendly. Oh, my God. Don't forget, I call this like the three-martini romance. It's like the three-month romance. Thank you, dear. That was my lovely wife, who we've been together 30 years, coming on 30 years. That's right. And uh, so anyway, <laughs> I want to say that, so you, you project that this person is for you. You have all these, because vi- and the more creative you are, the more you're projecting more sometimes. Oh, this person's perfect. She's just what I like. He's just what I like. It's always, always the same thing. So a projection is like you're looking at this person from afar, and the closer you get to, the, to that person, that's like if you get a camera, get a movie camera, and move it closer, closer to the wall, what happens? It goes out of focus. And that's what happens. When you do that with a person, the closer you get to know that person, the more it goes out of focus. Because the more you see, 
It's not right. You know how it is. Every relationship starts with that first three months where everything is perfect. Everybody's on their best behavior. You know nothing about that person. They know nothing about you. And now after, like, I call it the three-martini, three-month romance, right around that time you start to get to know the person. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I don't like the way she laughs. Oh, God, she picks her teeth with her fingers at dinner. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I, I you know what? I, I, her family is really constantly calling her. And all of a sudden, everything comes in, in focus. It goes from projection to out of focus. Focus now. Because focus is the reality. I mean, think about it. It's no, it's no coincidence that in 1950, the divorce rate was 20%. 20% in 1950, John. I mean, that's why, you know, people getting a divorce in the 50s was like, oh, it was a disgrace. Now, people stay together. You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Many people stay together because of the kids. They didn't want the stigma of being divorced. I understand that. But then the 70s, as soon as 1970 came, that's when the shit hit the fan. And I know, because I was around in the 70s, obviously. But all of a sudden, it was free love. It was, the 60s was nuts. I was in a band in the 60s. I had long, long hair. I traveled all over the world. I got to say, it was pretty crazy. I always wanted to be a, a you know a writer and an actor, but I started making money as a singer first. But it was crazy. I mean, free love, orgies. It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's why they said it. You know what Robin Williams used to say? God rest his soul. He said, if you remember the 60s, you weren't there. That's what he used to say because everybody was pretty stoned in the 60s, including me. So 1970, 50% of people who get married, 50 get divorced. Now, why is that? Why? Why do people cheat so much now? I mean, you would think, you know, John, you would think it would be higher with the internet. You know. It's kind of surprising that it's not a higher rate because of the internet, and I don't know why that is. You know what? That's a good point. And we, and we looked it up. You know, we try to give you the facts on this show, and it's the same as it was in the 70s. But I know a lot of my friends. I mean, the internet, I mean, it makes it easy to cheat. You meet people you haven't seen in a long time. Facebook, forget it. It also makes it easy to get caught. Very easy to get caught. I mean, these guys, girls, I'm telling you, you know, once you put it down on, on, on the internet, it's over. Everybody in the world could see it. You know, somebody told me something years ago. They said, never put anything down in the internet that you don't want the whole world to see. And you know what? He was right. It's there forever. It's there forever. It might not be in front of you, but it's there in space, as they say. <laughs> it's there. I mean, you get guys, you know, I mean, I know how it is. And you know, it's a good question, John. Is cheating, is cheating talking to an old girlfriend or boyfriend on the internet? Is it? Depends what your intent is. But I mean, if you're talking to an old girlfriend or boyfriend, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird if you're already in a relationship and you're going back. 
It means you're having second thoughts. It means you're having second thoughts, but can a guy, especially guys, I got to say, maybe that sounds a little sexist, but I shouldn't say that, but can a guy or woman have a friend? Is it possible to have a friend? I have some girl friends who are just friends. We never dated. We never dated. We're just friends, good friends. My wife knows them. My wife knows who they are. But is it possible to have a girlfriend break up and then be friends with that person again years later? It is possible, but is your spouse going to like it? I don't know. I mean, I know a guy, you know, I mean, I have to be honest. You know, if my girlfriend really started talking to one of her old boyfriends, if it was once in a while, I guess it wouldn't bother me. You know, but if it was a constant thing every day and he wanted to get her, you know, speak her, uh, get her in her in his life somehow, i say, hey, man. I mean, that's uncool for, you know, you're a married woman. Just like if I was trying to get with a girl a lot. So what is the line? Where's the line in cheating? You know, I do that show, Neighborhood Logic. So I say to you, send the questions in. Chaz Palmentary Show at gmail.com. Is the internet cheating? That's a good question. I mean, addiction, is it an addiction? Is it, is it men just can't? Some men, and I shouldn't say women too. You know, women are cheating much more than men. Not, oh, sorry, I stand corrected. They're cheating much more close to men, not as much as men do. And, and why is that? Because men, we're, we're hardwired differently. First of all, let me, for the record, let me say, women are much more smarter than men. I mean that sincerely. I'm not just saying that. When it comes to relationships, women got their shit together. I actually heard this quote that was like, if a woman wants to get caught cheating, she will get caught cheating. But if she doesn't want you to get, if she doesn't want to get caught, she won't. That's a good point. Very good point. You know what I say? Men cheat to stay in the marriage. Women cheat to get out of the marriage. Really. When a woman cheats... That's it. It's done. She's done with this guy. Men are different, you see. Men could cheat and they could compartmentalize it. You know, I have my wife, my children, my mistress, a one-night affair. And after that one-night affair or their mistress, that's it. They forgot about it and they are moving on. And I think that's because the way we're hardwired. You know, I mean, uh, Bill Burr, my, my, one of my all-time favorite comedians, I think he's a genius, he talked about it. You know, nobody prepares you for things like that, you know. And I don't want to quote his routine because nobody could do it like Bill could do it. But he's right. Men are just different. We're just different. <clears throat> you know, God made us in a way where, and I'm not blaming God, don't get me wrong, but men are programmed to... <clears throat> procreate and just be with women you know and i think we have to have that that's why that's how this the race the species survives but a woman let me sum it up to you okay we're at a bar okay a man goes into the bar okay no let's take the woman first 
The woman goes into the bar. She sees this gorgeous guy. Okay? She's, she's single. She's ready for a relationship. Everything's perfect, right? She's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. She sits down. He sits next to her. They start talking. He is, seems like a really nice guy. All of a sudden, as they're talking, she realizes that the guy's an asshole. He's just saying, now he's saying stupid things. He's not nice. But he wants to sleep with her. She will never sleep with him. Never. That's a woman. She will say, I don't care how good looking he is. I don't care how nice he is. This guy's an asshole. I want no part of him. Now, cut two. A guy goes into a bar, meets this gorgeous girl. He's talking to her, and she is the epitome, the epitome of not a nice girl. We could say the B word. We could say the C word. I mean, big time. And he's, take, he's sitting there, and she is literally abusing him a little bit, maybe even abusing him a little He'll sit there and he'll take it. But you know why? He's got to sleep with her. It doesn't matter. He will sleep with her where a woman will not sleep. You know, whether it's a girl or a guy, whatever. Gay, straight, it doesn't matter. It's because the woman is smarter. Because when they have, this is my opinion, when they have sex, it's about love. Not all the time. Look, there are women who like to fool around a lot, and there's, there's an exception. I'm talking about the majority of women. It's the seed. It's about having a child. But sex is a special thing. It's an intimate thing. You know, there's love involved. There's compassion. Men, forget it. It's like they do it, and then they pick up the channel and turn to another station. You know, I, I speak to many men all the time. And they say, ah, you know, I go, do you cuddle? Cuddle? No, I don't cuddle. None of them cuddle. You know, they say, by the time the girl wants to cuddle, I got my key in the car door. You know, I mean, terrible thing to say. You know, but that doesn't mean, well, it does mean he's a little insensitive. But it's like women are different. Women want to cuddle. They want to, they have a soul. They have a heart. Men, they could just do it. You know, they just do it and move on and go get something to eat. And then go home, be with their wives and their children, and not even think of it. You know what I'm trying? Not even think of it. Now, when you start seeing that person regularly, I don't know how guys do that. That, I don't know. You're married, you got kids, and you have a girlfriend. I, I mean, life, marriage is tough enough. Now you got a girlfriend, you got to juggle. I, you know, when I was young, when girlfriends, you know, I, I have to say I wasn't um, the most faithful person in the world. I, I, you know, full disclosure, I wasn't. Being faithful is hard. It's hard all the time. Even it's hard now. <clears throat> and, and I admit that. I don't have it down like everybody. You know, you, it's not like you don't want to do it sometimes. You do. You just don't do it. But do you want to sometimes? 
Are there other people that come into your life that are beautiful and attractive? Yeah. I'm sure my wife too. You know, I'm not the be-all, end-all. But you, you hang with each other. You, you work it out. I mean, you have years of marriage with children, and you have this affair. Okay, now look at that. Affair, years of marriage. You know, as my friend once said, the fucking that you get is not worth the fucking that you get. So, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Can I curse on you? I think I can. I'm sure you can. Yeah. And it's just not. Because if you fall prey to that, and we all have, I'm not putting any blessings on anybody. Like I said, before I got married, I was notorious. But we all were. Some people, you know, some people are not. My son, my son Dante, he's not. You know, my God bless him. My son Dante, he's a one woman man. Meets a woman, falls in love. That's it. Thank God he wasn't like his father. I, I'm just so proud of him. I, I, and my daughter's the same way. She, she meet a guy, that's it. Boom. Thank God my, my wife instilled these things in him. I tried to too, but as I said, when I was a young man, I wasn't a good example of that. So I, and I talked to him about projection and about these things and about you have to be careful. I, you know, I remember, I mean, before I got married, I was, uh, I, I was crazy. You know, I mean, I just ran around a lot. And, and I talk, like I said, talk about addiction, fetishes. I always said, if a woman gets a hold of your fetish, you're done. You're right, John? She'll never let you live it down. She'll never let you live it down. And you know what? You tell a woman too much, it's like she's got a finger on the nuclear button. Anytime she wants you back, anytime you give her a hard time, bam, she presses that button, bam, and you're like, ah, ah, ah. that's why men are dumb. They can't control themselves. She presses that button, bam. Now, in, in due respect, if you know her button too, you can press that button. But for some reason, like the guy in the bar, they could handle it. If you, if you mess up too much, but you could even press that button, they don't give a shit. But a guy, they're like drones. You press a button, it's like, uh, uh, what happened? I'm telling you. There was a girl I dated many years ago in my 20s. Man, she had my button. Bam, she would press that button. And it was like, could not stop. It was like we couldn't be in a room together alone, no matter where we were. We could be in an elevator in the Empire State Building. If she pressed that button, that's it. We could be on an airplane in the bathroom. She pressed that button, that's it. I remember once we were in the Bronx Zoo. The Bronx Zoo in a parking lot. She pressed the button. I remember we were on our way home from a date in Manhattan. And... She pressed the button. We couldn't even wait till we got home. We pulled into a little, you know, those side things of mercy parking. We pulled into that, and we did it. Couldn't stop. She had that button. Now, do you think cheating is a fetish for some people? 
Is what? Cheating is a fetish for some people. Yeah, you know what? A good point. Cheating could be a fetish. Anything could be a fetish. I mean, I've heard of fetishes that are just... I mean, that's a good question, John. If you've got a strange fetish, show at gmail.com. Send me your fetish or send me some funny story about it. Just don't send your name. No, you don't have to say I won't say your name, but we can say it on the air. It'll be fun. That might be a good uh, segment, you know, the emails we get. I like that. I mean, there's a standard fetishes. Some men have a, uh, you know, lip fetish, full lips, high heel fetish, stocking fetish. Those are the standard ones, you know. Then other men, I know one guy who has long, long hair fetish. My friend. I have another friend, another dear friend. <clears throat> and he knows who he is. I won't mention his name. <clears throat> but he's an actor, big actor, in fact. And uh, he had a foot fetish, <clears throat> huge foot fetish. I, you know, that was his thing, feet. I remember one time he walked in, I met him in a club in L.A. I mean, I knew him. And I was talking to these girls, and he walks in. I go, hey, how are you, my man? And I introduce him to this girl. I mean, literally, two minutes later, Two minutes later, I turn around, and the girl's foot is in his mouth. I'm talking two minutes later. What the hell did he say to her in two minutes for her to take off her shoe and put his foot, her foot in her mouth? Put her foot in his mouth. I don't know. What could he have said? He knows how to say you have beautiful toes in 21 languages. I am not bullshitting you. 21 languages. He would meet a, a girl from uh, Saudi Arabia, from Israel. He could say, you have beautiful toes. And that's it. I guess women like to, I don't know, women. some women like to get, put their foot in a guy's mouth. I, you know, I could see that. It could be sexy. But this guy, holy shit. Unbelievable. Two minutes, I turn my head, I turn back, her foot's in his mouth. In a club? With people around. I remember once we were in this club. Where were we? In the city. And we were talking. And he meets this girl uh, at the bar. And I'm, sitting, I'm standing there with him. And he said to her, what, what do you do for a living? She was a beautiful girl. She goes, oh, I'm a foot model. He almost passed out. He kind of, his knees buckled. He started shaking. <clears throat> and I started laughing. And she said, what's so funny? And then I told her. They left in about 20 minutes. They went downstairs. You know where her foot was. Let's be honest, right or wrong. You know, he was having a ball with her feet. So, but she knew the nuclear, she had the button, a finger on the nuclear button. Guys or addiction. I remember this one girl I dated. This is pre-marriage, of course. I was a bouncer in the limelight in 1982, 83. And I met a girl there, and we started dating. I won't mention her name, because obviously she's still around. Beautiful girl. And we started dating. I'll tell you, she was a redhead, but gorgeous. And uh, we started dating, and she lived right near the limelight, in a loft, beautiful loft. And I, uh, we were, I was seeing her. Then finally, I left one, day, one night. I said, all right, I'll see you. And I got into my car. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I got there late from work, and I, got, I left about 3 o'clock. 
And I'm just, we didn't have cell phones back then. So I'm in my car, and I'm, and, and I'm um, for some reason, I, w- I just didn't leave right away. I was just thinking about something the next day. I stayed maybe an extra five minutes before I pulled out, and I see her leave, and she has a suitcase. And I see her getting a taxi. She calls the ha- taxi and goes, and I just, as any cold, as any normal Italian, I go, what the fuck's this? I stop the car and I follow it. <laughs> I follow the taxi, right? I want to see where she's going. I mean, it's not like we had a relationship where you didn't see other people, but where are you going at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning, you know? But, and she's got it like the suitcase. So I follow her. And it's a, she goes to this swanky pl- brownstone on the east side. And I see her get out and go up there, and I said, what the hell is that? So I said, well, the hell with it. You know, I'm, I, I go home. Again, I wasn't like in love with her, that, oh, my God, what's she doing? And I didn't feel like waiting there. So I went home. So the next day, uh, she calls me. Oh, we had a great time last night. And I mentioned to her, I said, look, you know, again, I don't want to say her name. I said, you know, I, I was... Sitting in the car, I didn't leave right away, and I saw you come out at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning with a suitcase getting in a taxi. And I didn't say I followed her. I just said, then I saw you leave, but I, meanwhile, I followed her. I said, where the hell were you? You know, I, I said, look, we see other people. It's cool, man. Don't worry about it. We don't have that relationship, but where the hell are you going at that time? So she says, you know, when you come, when you come, Friday, I'll tell you. I said, no, no, I can't, can't wait till Friday. She goes, come Friday when, when we see each other and I'll explain it to you. I said, okay, honey, fine. So Friday comes, I leave work, I go to our apartment. <clears throat> I walk in and we're laughing and talking and she's great. And she goes, look, I, I want you to know that I do this on the side. She was a model, you know, just coming up wasn't making a lot of money, but she was beautiful, tall, 5'11", just coming up. And she goes, the money's so great. I, do, I go, what do you do? What are you, hooking? She goes, no, I don't hook at all. She goes, I would never do that. She goes, I'm a dominatrix. I said, oh, cool. I said, all right, you know. Uh, she go, I go, how's, what am I going to say? How's, how's business? <laughs> what the hell can I say, right? And she starts telling me she meets these guys and, very wealthy, successful men. And she kind of, uh, you know, they pay her and she humiliates some of them. Some of them get spanked. Some of them just want um, verbal abuse, she explained to me. Some of them just want, they all have these crazy fetishes. So now, I was a writer back then, you know, I was writing a lot of stuff. I said, as any red-blooded writer would say, (laughs) Could you tell me some stories? <laughs> he goes, wow. Right, John? What's greater than that? Getting real stories by a real dom, right? That's incredible. Incredible, right? So I said, could you tell me some? I said, what's some of the weirdest stories you ever had? The weirdest fetishes? She goes, well, there was this guy. Could I say he was, well, he was an acidic Jew? Could I say that? I guess I can. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong. He was an acidic Jew. 
And she would go to his brownstone. And that could have been the guy that I don't she didn't say. And he would lay on the floor on his stomach. And he would sing. Well, he would just go, my old, my old, and say the words, my old. And I'm trying to say, well, wait, wait, hold on here. Hold on, hold on. Babe, explain this to me. I would go out, get dressed in leather with the high heels and boots. And he would lay on the floor in the other room and keep singing, my old, my old, my old. And then I would walk in and put my heel right next to his face. And he would sing, my old Kentucky home. Now, he would sing the song, My Old Kentucky Home, and then at the end of it, she would go, shh, and he would do his business. Oh, my God. What in God's name is that? Oh, my God. (laughs) What kind of fetish is that? My Old Kentucky Home? And then ejaculate? And then she would go, shh. Now, I know she's out there. She's probably laughing. But that is a story she told me. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, I heard of heels, stockings, red lips. That'd be great if that guy was a fan of this podcast. Oh, my God. Is he? <laughs> if he's watching this podcast now, well, God knows. I don't know if he's, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't. That was, that was something 30-something years ago. Not more than that, 35 years ago. Now, talking about, like, fetishes and right. cheating and stuff like that, would you consider porn cheating? Hmm, porn. Well, uh, is porn cheating? I know some women don't like them men to look at porn. Some men, obviously, men are different. They, they don't mind that women look at porn. <laughs> but women don't like their men to look at porn. I mean, why are you looking at that for? They'll say, well, I'm not enough for you, you know, and you want to go, no. <laughs> of course you're enough for me, honey, but it's a fantasy. I love you. You're the mother of my children. I love you, but it's a fantasy. You know, it's like, what is the old saying? Uh, a, lady in, a, lady in the, uh, a lady in the kitchen and a whore in the bedroom, you know, yeah. Men love that. Some men, oh, I don't want my wife to do that. That's, I would lose respect for her. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's your wife. Wouldn't you rather do that with your wife if you have, if you want your wife to play dress up? Play dress up, babe. You're going to do it with a mistress or somebody else? Say it. And I, this is a, I'm telling you right now, this is a plead to all the frustrated men out there. I'm telling you. If you have a fetish and you want your wife to do something, sit down and talk to her about it. Really talk to her about it. What does that say? Most men live their lives of quiet desperation. Talk to her. I'm here to save your relationship, to save your marriage. You want your wife to dress up? Tell her. You want your wife or you want your husband to talk dirty to you? Tell him. Tell her. Whatever you can do to make it stronger. Find out their nuclear button and press it all the time. (laughs) Just keep pressing. Why not? I know my wife's nuclear button. She knows mine, that's for sure. 
And when we get into a fight or argue, she presses it, and I'm like, oh, okay, honey. That's what happens. You know, that's what happens. You press that button because you know how it is. You get married. You know what they say? If you don't want to have sex anymore, get married. So I could going back to porn, I could probably make the argument that it's saved a few relationships because men really? would rather look at that. Um, and I, I'd probably bet that their significant other would rather them watch porn than go out and find somebody else to do this with. Yes. Yes, why not? Because once you're done with the porn, I mean, you're done. You just want to go you're lay done. in bed. You just want to go to bed. That's right. I mean, it's all about relieving yourself. Okay, I could say that. It's all about like, you're better off, I, I got to be honest with you, you're better off watching a little porn when you're alone, if you have anxiety, you know, you want to go cheat and do it because it's a video. I mean, it's like, hey, you know, you don't have to say, you don't have to cuddle, you don't have to get together, you don't have to, hey, I, I can't, I got to go, my wife. You don't have to give a lot of excuses. You shut it off and you go to bed. Now, but let me say now, there's a danger in that. And that is porn then becomes too easy. And you start relying on it and you start forgetting about your wife. And you start saying, yeah, you know, instead of having sex with my wife, I'll do a little porn. You have to tread lightly. You have to tread lightly, John. That's correct. Because, you know, they, they have this statistic now, John, that men in their early 20s are feeling, experiencing ED, erectile dysfunction. That's insane. Right? It's a new thing. And the reason why is because they grew up on the internet and they grew up on porn. So when you're on porn, you want to have sex with four different girls, you could do it. You could do it in 10 minutes. You want to have an orgy? Bip, 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 orgy. You want to have something? Bip, bip, bip. You just type it in. You want to sing my old Kentucky home? Type it in. I mean, you'll find somebody to do it. You'll find something. So it's a double-edged sword. The problem with porn is, and I'm not saying to go to porn because porn has its detriments too. Because it's not reality. It's not reality. It's big time projection. So I, I know maybe I'm confusing people here because I'm saying two things. But I, I just think everything in a little moderation can hurt you. Because I, I know people who just rely on porn. And they forget about sex with their wife. I mean, porn, the way the internet is now, you could get on and you could Zoom with anybody you want. You could chat with anybody you want. They have things now where you can, virtual reality, you could put these things on and you could literally have sex over the internet with another person. Wow. And the problem with that is it becomes easy. Sex then becomes easy, and then sex loses its meaning of being with someone you love. So I, I know I'm giving off two messages here, but you, after a while, you know, you got to decide, oh, you, maybe you're with the wrong person. I mean, if, you, if you're not in love anymore and you're not, 
and you're not having great sex, and then you're just with a friend. And then it's time maybe to move on. And people are afraid to move on. Why are they afraid to move on? Why? Because the devil they know is always better than the devil they don't know. That's why. So they stay in a relationship that's wrong. And they can't get out. And why can't they? Because of what I just said. So if you're really in a relationship, you have to realize something. You have taken away probably not one of the most, but the most important thing in your life. And you know what that is? Hope. Once you decide to stay in a relationship, you will never meet someone else. Never. Because even if you do meet someone else, you'll always say, no, I can't leave my husband. I can't leave my wife. And that person who could have been right for you, maybe, maybe, the beginning it'll be projection, but then we'll see. But you got to have hope. Without hope, you have nothing. You have decided not to decide. And you will stay in that position forever. And I guarantee it. See, the one thing I can guarantee you in life, that if you don't take a chance, you'll never win. You'll stay there. Look, is it hard to leave a relationship? Is it hard to break up a marriage? Absolutely. No question it's hard. It, it hurts the kids when they're young. It hurts the family. Yes, it does. But you have to decide. You have to decide. Sometimes to be a little selfish. But but you got to do it right, folks. When people break up, what happens is they put the kids in the middle and they, they, they make it about the kids and they tell the kids bad things about each other and that's a bad thing. The way you do it right is you tell the kids this and, and each one of you speak highly about the other. Uh, is this an I, I, idealistic situation? Absolutely. But I've seen it done and it works really well. And I don't know how I got into that, but if you're in a relationship and it's not right, you got to get out. You got to get out. Because I guarantee you 10, 20, 30 years from now is going to come and you'll be gone. So you will miss that hope that you had to meet someone else. Hey, this is Chaz Palmetary. It's been a great show today. Don't forget, go to my website if you want to see my one-man show, A Bronx Tale, chazpalmentary.net. Go to my website if you want tickets for my shows. My whole schedule is on there, the, the national tour this year, Chazpalmentary, uh, chazpalmentary.net. Go to it. You want to go to my podcast, obviously, chazpalmentary at uh, chazpalmentary podcast. So it's been a great show today. You know, John, this was a great show. I had a good time with it. Yeah, I really went off. And uh, remember, guys, don't tell her your fetishes. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> She'll press that button. I'll see you next week.